Hello, this is Digital Accessibility, the people behind the progress. I'm Joe Walensky, the creator and host of this series. And as an accessibility professional myself, I find it very interesting as to how others have found their way into this profession. So let's meet one of those people right now and hear about their journey. Well, here we go with another episode where I have the great opportunity to meet another accessibility practitioner and find out a little bit about them. And today I'm meeting with Ian Kersey. Hello, Ian. How are you today? Hey, good. How are you, Joe? Everything's going well. And uh, as mostly usual, I'm at my home office on Vashon Island, which is near Blink's Seattle headquarters. Uh, Where are you talking to us from? Uh, I'm actually in Kansas City, Missouri. So uh, yeah, the, the heartland, I suppose. <laughs> right. Is, is that where you're based at? Yeah, I'm actually fully remote right now. But um, I actually just moved here about a year ago from the West Coast. So I was in Oregon for a long time. So familiar with Seattle. All right, great. You know, I, I just, uh, my wife and I spent a lot of time on the Oregon coast at the start of this year. We made, made three trips and kind of uh, uh, worked our way through all of it. So it's always a, it's a great state with a lot of cool stuff to see. Yeah, for sure. I really, I really love the coast there. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, talk to me a little bit about what you're up to right now. That's always a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, right now I'm a senior accessibility specialist at Thomson Reuters. Um, and before I get going, I also want to mention that, um, you know, everything I say here today on my opinions are my own and don't reflect Thomson Reuters. So um, just put that out there. Um, yeah, but I do a lot of, so yeah, I, I do a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> what I do there is I, I, I you know, we're really in a, a point where we're shifting left pretty hard at Thomson Reuters. So um you know, I interact with pretty much everybody in, you know, um, from designers to developers. So I'm involved in kind of the life cycle of a, of a product. Um, yeah, uh, we have a lot of products there that are, um, you know, of course, there's the, the right, uh, most people are probably more familiar with the, the writer's news service. Um, that's a part of Thompson Writers, but we also have a bunch of uh, law programs and stuff like that too. So software that lawyers use and things like that. Um, so some really kind of interesting, some interesting stuff to work on. Um, mainly what I focus on is the customer facing side of, of kind of Thomson Reuters. So of some of the products there. Well, uh, I, I'm sure you have a lot of different things going on, but kind of what's a, a day in the life or a week in the life uh, uh, work life like for you? Uh, are there any particular things that are always going on or any particular tasks that are uh, critical to what you're involved in? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, within, we do, you know, work agile, so we work in sprints. Um, and uh, so, you know, depending on the cycle of, of the sprints, um, you know, I'll be working so like for this week, for instance, we're in a, we're in a design, a more design heavy sprint. And then after that ends, that work will go to development. Um, so right now I'm just kind of, you know, hanging out with the designers as they're doing their work, um, kind of reviewing their work. Um, you know, I really am a part of the design process, it feels like. So um, 
So there's a lot of that going on. Um, so this week is a lot of design stuff, which I love because I also have a design background. So I really, I really love getting in there and um, also just kind of, you know, uh, being able to to impart kind of some accessibility knowledge onto the designers too, which is really critical in that kind of shift left kind of uh, mentality. Um, and then, you know, as we do the development, um, there's kind of like the handoff. So there's, you know, I'll meet with the developers and just tell them like, hey, like, uh, here's here's what the designs are. Uh, here's some concerns for accessibility. Um, one thing I did just leave out there is annotations. So um, <clears throat> we do a lot of our work in Figma, the design work, and we'll actually go into Figma and um, make accessibility notations on those Figma files. Um, so that's also a part I really enjoy. Um, so by the time we hand off to Dev, we just try to make sure that we've given the devs you know, any, anything they can possibly have, right, to make their thing accessible. So um, <clears throat> all of our annotations link back to some acceptance criteria, which are pretty similar to, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, we, we tell the developers how it should be coded accessibly and, and all that kind of stuff. So we have that repository as well. So we just try to give the devs all they need before they get coding. Um, yeah, how's so it, how's that, it? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so after that, it's just kind of, you know, accessibility testing, uh, logging bugs if there are any bugs, and then reviewing those bugs with the developers. How is uh, accessibility set up uh, generally in your organization? So you mentioned the things that you do are, uh, are you or your colleagues tied to certain uh, products or or parts of the organization, or or is it more of a, a you know take across the spectrum and you provide support in different areas? Yeah, uh, it's kind of you know it's kind of all of the above, right? Like we do have um, I'm in a I'm in a group that is tied to a certain specific uh, kind of umbrella of products, right? So. Um, and we have their, we call them pods, but they're just kind of little, well, they're not little, but they're groupings, right? So we, we do have work that is tied to specific pods and products. Um, there's also a team that is focused on, you know, like uh, say like the Reuters website or other kind of work that's going around. So we do have like some accessibility specialists that are kind of floating around, right? Just kind of pecking up whatever uh, work is out there. Um, it's just such a large company. We have so many products that um, it's really just kind of, yeah. So. Well, uh, if for, for anybody that's uh, heard any of our episodes, one of the things I always like to get into is is uh, hear about the the path that people uh, took to get where they are today in accessibility. And and so, uh, where does it start with you? Where were some of the your first uh, exposures to something that, you know, maybe started to lead you to uh, professional interest in this area? Yeah, so um, I, I um, you know, in around, so I've been a web developer for about, um, I think, eight years now. I kind of dabbled in it, but I got really serious about it about eight years ago. Um, and then kind of a couple of years into that, I decided to go back to college because I never got a degree. So I decided like, hey, let's let's go do that. Um, so when I did that, I um, you know, went to a community college to start out. And while I was there, I was just looking for a part-time kind of job. Um, and I got a job at the accessibility office at the community college. So 
Um, there, you know, I got to do a whole variety of things. Um, you know, I got to do a lot of technical things. So I got to do stuff like, uh, you know, textbook group, PDF remediation, um, you know, showing students how to use certain assistive technologies, like like smart pens and stuff like that. So, you know, studying strategies and things like that. So a lot of work directly with students with disabilities. Um, I also was in the classroom sometimes with some students, just, you know, scribing, taking notes, um, maybe manipulating materials and stuff like that. Um, so that was really kind of like the very the eye-opening experience for me, right? Like I've always had kind of a, uh, a social justice activist streak in me, but I never really had focused on, you know, accessibility before or accommodations and things like that. So a lot of the stuff that I, the barriers that I saw in the, in the college setting really kind of opened my eyes to like, wow, there's, there's a lot of work here that needs to be done, right? There's a lot of inequities here that are built into the environment. Um, and I would like to be a part of that, to, you know, be a part of the change to help get rid of those barriers um, in any way that I can. So that's kind of how I got started. Um, <clears throat> I did that for a while. And then I, um, I got a job at a small company that uh, a consulting accessibility company. So doing audits of websites and stuff like that. Um, very similar to level access or DQ. So I kind of started cut my teeth on testing there um, and then eventually moved my way over to level access. And I was there for a while before coming to Thompson Writers. So. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, your work in the academic institution. That's uh, definitely a place where we've heard a lot of people had their had their start uh, because there there is so so much accessibility uh, needed and going on there. But and then you also mentioned that you you already had come in with some uh, work experience uh, in the in the coding uh, area, I think. And and so uh, you know that sounds like you're well placed to. Uh, get going. I imagine when you moved from the academic to the consulting side, uh, or, or, or maybe I shouldn't assume that it, it was a lot different, but uh, you know, what, what did you think about that experience? Uh, how did that uh, fill out you know, that next step in your uh, career growth? Yeah, um, I, you know, I liked it. I, um, I did, you know, it, it really exercised my technical side, right? Like I was able to call like call on my development background a little bit more. Um, and at that point too, you know, when I had been doing web development before, I you know heard of Aria and things like that, right? Like, but I never really had used it a lot. So it's kind of that um, unfortunate thing about you know developers aren't really taught about accessibility when you when you learn about development, right? Um, so I really sharpened my skills there, and that was really cool. I loved just kind of, I mean, you know, that was when I kind of memorized WCAG and looked at all these other standards and um, got to learn how to, you know, uh, code things in, in a way that would be accessible. So that was cool. Um, I did really miss working with the students directly. Um, that was kind of a thing that I really, I really enjoyed doing. But, um, you know, it was, it's interesting because I was, instead of being directly with students and kind of, um, you know, working on accessibility with directly with the with people I was doing it for for companies that would eventually you know make their products better for more accessible for people with disabilities so in the end of the, at the end of the day I felt like um, I was still doing the work that I wanted to do it was still you know that kind of that, that work but it was just a little bit different um, 
Yeah, and I think overall, you know, I liked consulting, but I also, there's also a part of me that really, I like my position now because I'm at a company where I can see things through, right? I can kind of see the change happen. Uh, when you're consulting, it's kind of like you get the work, you do it, you hand it back off, right? And, and that's fine, but you never really get to sit with that company and see the progress they've made, right? Um, so, yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, when you're when you're doing the uh, consulting work, um, were you uh, was there a certain part of the process you were involved in? Was it more on the on the uh, you know checking in once things had been built and identifying issues? Or I I believe you mentioned uh, shift left early on. Uh, you know the mm -hmm. idea about getting involved in accessibility uh, at the earliest stages of product development. So uh, what was it like uh, in that, you know, in your experience in the consulting area, was it all over the place or was it more kind of end of the line versus the start? Yeah, I would say, you know, um, that most of it was kind of like, unfortunately, you know, and, and, but yeah, that it was like a lawsuit driven mostly, right? So people would come to us, they say like, hey, we got a demand letter, we got to fix our stuff. That wasn't always the case. Um, you know, there were some places that some people that some companies that I consulted with that were really, that were doing accessibility, they didn't have like an in-house team, so they would have us do it, right? So they were, they were in the place where they were um, not just kind of combating that, that kind of swirl of just, um, you know, making stuff and then kind of trying to patch it up, right? So, but I would say that like, honestly, a lot of what I saw was we got a demand letter, we got to fix this thing, you know? And so that was challenging because, um, you know, it, those are those are valid points, but for me, the business case isn't why I'm in accessibility, right? Like I'm in accessibility to make things better for people. And I guess one could argue that lawsuits do maybe eventually make things, you know, more accessible, but, um, culture-wise, I think that that really focusing on the people that you're affecting is is the way to go. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so then, what was the uh, what's what was the next stage after that? Where'd you um, what did you start working with after uh, that part of your career? So, I would say that um, at least when I got more towards the end of my consulting, which like around January of this year is when I hopped to Thomson Reuters. So about, about like the half, the last six months of that role, I was actually doing more of the leading clients in their accessibility efforts too. So it was less of the kind of heads down, just testing all the time to like, um, okay, we've got your reports now. Let's, you know, let's figure out how we're going to incorporate this into, into your workflow and stuff like that. And, uh, or just even, prioritizing things with the company, meeting with stakeholders and kind of, so more of that, the, you know, uh, not the human focus side, but less of, less of just the straight up testing and more of the kind of client stuff. Um, but yeah, now I'm Thompson Reuters. So it's definitely a completely different position. Um, like I don't, I almost don't do any testing anymore. Like I, I do do some testing, but we have, you know, we have a testing team that does that. So um, so yeah, for me, it's mostly, you know, a lot of, a lot of design work, a lot of, um, meeting with people, 
Yeah. Well, it's so uh, I, I imagine that since uh, you're doing all the work that you already mentioned that you're doing there, that there's, uh, uh, you know, strong uh, commitment from uh, maybe the, you know, the leading parts of the organization that have made that possible. Is, is that the case? It sounds like you, you know, you're, you're well placed to have the resources and things uh, to bring it into all the different product groups. Yeah, no, it really is. And that was, that was kind of, that was why I was so excited about the position. You know, I, um, yeah, it just, they really have a great commitment to accessibility um, and it, you know, and, and we do have a lot of resources for it. So it, it feels like a good place to be. I know a lot of companies have, you know, um, over the last year or so, they're starting to, you know, look for more accessibility professionals. And I think that that's great, but there are some job postings that I saw that I was kind of like, ooh, I'm not sure if, you know, they might have one person or two people for a big company. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> that's gonna be rough, right? Um, to put it nicely, but like, I do think that any commitment to accessibility is great, but I position I'm in right now is awesome to have a, a great team to work with and, and support and also just other accessibility professionals you can just talk to, you know, because nothing's cut and dry with digital accessibility, right? Like there's that old joke, you can put, maybe not so old, but you can put five accessibility professionals in a room and ask them one question and you're going to get 10 different answers for something, right? So um, it's just nice to bounce things off of people and then also also have people with different um abilities on your team too so you can really be like i can be like hey like i know how to use a screen reader as a sighted per as a you know a sighted person but like what is it really like for other people right um and you know we also do um we also do like you know user testing and stuff like that so uh that's also a great a great piece that I like is actually going out to the users and seeing what they what their experience is and and um, you know expanding from there. So, well, with a, a large organization like yours with so many different things going on, uh, how are how is it set up in terms of uh, um, making sure that accessibility uh, embeds itself throughout the organization? Are there certain uh, you know, standards or, or levels for groups to get involved with it? Or is there, uh, or does each group kind of find their way with support from people like yourself? Uh, kind of how is that set up? Yeah, um, so we really are, you know, trying to put, we're, we're putting basically specialists like myself in, in every, uh, trying to put them in every pod that's possible, right? Um, and then, and then in places where people kind of float around or maybe go from a different project to a different project, it's kind of like creating those connections, right? Creating those connections with design, with development, all the different teams, letting them know that you, you're here, right? Um, uh, and then, you know, from there, it's really going to all of the meetings, just getting into those meetings and saying, hey, everyone, like, I'm, I'm Ian, I'm here, like, this is what I do. Um, and then over time, you know, you just build that relationship with those people and you show up at meetings and, you know, or you do reviews for and stuff like that. And you really just become a part of that team. So um, there's a lot of education, you know, for, for teams that haven't worked with specialists before, had specialists embedded in their team, you know, at first it's kind of like 
people aren't really sure what, what your position is or what you're really doing there. Like, are you here just to review stuff? Like, you know, whatever, but um, really, you know, it's, it's about being part of that process. And what I've seen over the last six months is that, you know, now I'm, I'm embedded with my designers and embedded with my developers. Um, they don't think twice about reaching out to me, you know, in, in a process, a workflow process, I can always reach out to them. Um, so yeah, that's really the idea, you know, and of course these things take time and, you know, um, with these kinds of kind of like shifts, right? Like of getting people in there, but, but that's, that's the idea is just get us in everywhere we can. Um, you know, and, and along with that is the education piece as well. You know, I know some companies have kind of like, they have like accessibility champion kind of projects, which are great too, where you have like maybe, um, you know, some developers that kind of are focused on doing accessibility for a couple months or they have weekly meetups and they talk about it, right? Like great accessibility isn't their sole focus, but they really do like um, get in there and try to champion accessibility. Um, and I, you know, I think we're doing a similar approach, but we're not, but I'm doing that with everybody, right? Like our idea is to get everybody knowledgeable about accessibility, not just a, just a few people. Um, and there are also, you know, efforts from our internal communication and stuff like that to like on how to create accessible documents, right? And stuff like that. So even maybe some of the people on the account side or on the other, like other sides that aren't in the design side of the house, they also are getting communications about, you know, how, how to create accessible documents. And we do have, you know, um, and then, then also having like a, what do we call it? Just like a, a measurement, right? Like a measurement of the whole kind of health, accessibility health of, of the whole organization that we're all, that we're all striving to meet a certain goal there too. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so you mentioned uh, some of the things that uh, you're working on right now, uh, uh, moving forward. And, and so, uh, you know, one of the things I like to ask as well is just kind of looking ahead, if you have any uh, thoughts, uh, you know, a couple different ways, uh, possibly you have some, uh, you know, initiatives that you're excited about that you're able to uh, discuss uh, or possibly just things uh, from your own career that you're kind of looking forward to uh, making, maybe making some moves into areas that hadn't been, you know, possible uh, in the past for whatever reason. Has anything come to, to come to mind in those areas? Yeah, um, I have just recently gotten involved in the the WCAG uh, AG meetings. So I've been involved through with Thompson writers in the WCAG um, meetings, which is like it's almost like a dream, right? For 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 me, it feels kind of surreal to be at a point where um, I'm actually in some of those meetings and talking about you know crafting silver, like you know 3.0 and stuff like that. Um, I'm still at that point where I'm just trying to absorb everything, so I just kind of go to the meetings and I'm like okay, like, you know, but I'm really excited to um, just be a part of that whole process. And um, uh, another thing I would like to kind of do that I've been thinking about personally is just kind of trying to find more, more bodies of research to drive that kind of drive some design decisions, uh, decisions that are more linked to accessibility. Um, you know, they, there's like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Nielsen Norman group who does a lot of kind of UX 
they have a lot of UX documentation and kind of best practices and things like that, all driven by user research. Um, I would love to, you know, maybe somehow get more of that, but focus on accessibility. Because um, I feel like a lot of times, you know, when I talk to people about accessibility, it's digital accessibility. There's always WCAG, which of course is the bare minimum that we can do, right? Um, but we need to go beyond that. And I feel like the way, only way we're going to be able to go beyond that is to get some solid, to get user experiences and maybe some some research as well. So I don't know what that looks like, but that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is just, it would be really cool to get get some more of that going. So Yeah, no, I completely uh, agree with that. And it, you know, sometimes it can be difficult, uh, you know, nowadays where, you know, maybe people uh, aren't able to share as much uh, as they'd like because of, uh, you know, security concerns within their organizations. So of course, that limits our knowledge base. Uh, but we do have things like the IAAP, which has a pretty good knowledge base. And just to, uh, to call that out, we talked a bit before, you have the uh, two certifications from there as well. Yeah, totally. And yeah, so that you have, you have the CPAC and the uh, WAS, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, uh, so uh, uh, other than that, uh, are there uh, any things that uh, kind of you're, you're really looking forward to in the immediate future that you want to uh, jump into is there is just uh, keeping up with all the many things that are happening every day yeah you know just just keeping up with everything um i'm you know uh yeah continuing to just grow my relationships at, at work but also you know like throughout the accessibility community which is i'm excited to do this um as well to do that so um yeah i mean that's really what i'm just trying to focus on right now yeah Great. Well, um, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, chat with me about this and uh, possibly we'll connect up in the real world sometime at a conference or something like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Hi, I'm Joe Walensky, and as host of the Digital Accessibility Program, I like to keep the focus on our amazing guests. But I'm always excited about my role as Accessibility Director at Blink, the producer of this program, and I'd like to share that with you. Blink is the world's leader in evidence-driven design, and we work with a wide variety of clients. Founded in Seattle, we also have offices in Boston, New York, Austin, San Diego, and San Francisco. Our stated mission is to make technology human. Embracing inclusive design and accessibility brings all of us closer to that mission. We bring accessibility in every one of our projects. Our philosophy is that each of our practitioners should understand how accessibility applies to their own work. Accessibility is not a separate department or activity for us. Our researchers, designers, and developers all employ accessibility principles at every stage. If you have a need for research and design services, Blink is a partner with a full-time commitment to making your product or service accessible and a great experience for all of your customers. Some of the specific areas where we can help, using research to better understand the needs of your customers with disabilities, 
innovating to make sure your accessibility is the best in class design. We can move existing designs to development in a sprint. And maybe most importantly, we provide a turnkey transformation to an accessible site or app. Of course, compliance status is something that we always include as part of the service. If any of this is of interest, please get in touch with me directly at joe at blinkux.com. That's J-O-E at B-L-I-N-K-U-X.com. Thank you. And please take a moment to rate our program in whatever app you use.